Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. How have you been, Kelly? It feels like it's been 14 billion years. I feel good. I feel like I've been through the Cretaceous period, the Jurassic period, the Mesozoic period. Um, and now here we are. Yeah. Uh, it has been so, so long. I feel like I feel like a changed person. I feel like I've been through the food poisoning period <laughs> because I had. You're in your food poisoning era. Well, it's over now. I had. That's why we have uh, been off because somebody got food poisoning when we were supposed <laughs> to record, and it wasn't Kelly. It wasn't me, and it wasn't a sleigh. It was a flop. Yeah, I was very disappointed, but I could not power through. So we are here now. We got a chonky episode for you. We're not going to waste any time because there's so much news because of that break week. Let's start right off with something that has already happened for you, Mm. not for us. For us, this has not happened. Pokemon Presents is releasing a new show. It has already come out if you're listening to this. It dropped at 9 a.m., on Tuesday, excuse me, Wednesday, August 3rd, which will be the release time of this episode. So go watch it, or you've probably already heard, it's going to include updates on Pokemon apps and video games, including Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I'm excited, because I feel like we kind of need to see more of Scarlet Violet. Not excited for the updates on apps, I'm curious what other video games they might be talking about. They're talking about a Pokemon Channel. Two? Yeah. No, they're remaking it. (gasps) Is that your bold prediction? (laughs) I wish. I love that game. Do you have any bold predictions? Much. No, not really. I think we'll probably see Pokemon Go stuff, and then we'll see Scarlet and Violet. I don't think we're going to see anything particularly, like out of left field there's part of me that wants like a crazy reveal of like some kind of video game like something maybe akin to like legends or akin to even like gale of darkness or something from like the gamecube era i feel like a big rpg this could be the time to show it you know, something to complement next year when presumably there will not be a a new title. This is a good time to show it, I think. I'm I'm mostly just excited to see Scarlet Violet because I think we need to see more. I don't think it's... We haven't seen enough to be excited or to understand what we're getting yet, so. Yeah. I mean, we haven't who even knows? Seen maybe next year we'll get a Gen 5 remake. That'd be crazy. So we'll have a title. I mean, it would make sense if they're doing the same thing as Gen 4 and kind of, I don't want to say doing it lazily, but doing it lazily, you know? Yeah, little chibis. Yeah. Or maybe they'll just remake Gen 4 again, but better. (laughs) I I would actually really enjoy a Gen 5 remake just because I really like Gen 5 and I think it would be fun to revisit. I think that's the Pokemon game that I've probably replayed the least is Black and White, but I think it's probably is really good and I think design is really good it's just a bit of an oddball because you can only catch gen 5 pokemon i think that's interesting and i think a remake would serve it well but i don't want it because i just know it's probably going to be similar to gen 4 where like i it's not the remake i would prefer i'd prefer something more interesting you know something like to really shake it up visually but Mm -hmm realistically there's a high chance it's going to be that same team that did the the chibi version of diamond pearl who knows i'm that might that might be next year that might be still years away it will happen they're gonna remake black and white like there's no doubt but the question is when and how yeah i think well we don't have to talk about it that much just because it's not like you know i just think that they could do something sort of fresh and interesting with that remake because the game itself was kind of, it was fresh and interesting. It was a new region. It was a yeah. new, um, you know, it was new Pokemon. It, the villain was, was a lot different than 
they had been in the past. I mean, the, the, the villain team wasn't that different, but um, obviously, like, the rival was very different. I mean, the whole thing was just new and fresh, I think, for the franchise. Um, Kelly, we just spent a long time talking about it, and again, I forgot. It, it's already happened. <laughs> Everybody listening to this already knows what was revealed. And if That's you didn't, true. just go look. That's a good point. And you guys can we'll listen to this episode and be like, they're so silly. Uh-huh. And then next they week, don't even come know back. That the Gen 5 remake is coming out in December. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. That's a really good prediction. Just kidding. You know what is coming out, though? It might be fun and exciting. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, a sequel to the Mortal Kombat movie that came out in 2021. Which you might be asking yourself, a Mortal Kombat movie came out? Yes. April 2021 in theaters and on the streaming platform HBO Max. You didn't watch um, it, it was did actually, you? No. Okay. Um, it was actually quite popular among the top feature titles ever on the platform. Um, which is a bit wild to me because I've never met a person who's seen this movie. But uh, it overachieved, which means it gets a sequel. And the same director is coming back. Um, I really don't have anything to say about this beyond that. Because I don't really care. It is very factual. <laughs> it is factual. I don't know what to contribute to this. I think it's a little odd that this movie that was like middling received. Like it wasn't panned terribly, but... But, like, looking at basic reception, it's pretty meh, you know, middle of the road, disinteresting, not horrible, but not very good. So getting a sequel seems, I mean, it could be the chance that this series needs to, to really shine, but I don't think it's going to shine. I think it's going to continue to just be like a dust-covered rock of a movie. Yeah, or maybe like a limestone. Yeah. Like it's... uh. It's not shiny, but it's uh, it's valuable, I guess, to some people. Economically, to Warner Brothers, probably. Yeah. And to Mortal Kombat fans, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. Of the Mortal Kombat fans I know, none have seen this movie, so. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how it was so successful. I've never met anyone who's seen it. I've never seen it. I've never even seen a preview for it. Uh, I don't know. Something I have seen... Is new Mario Kart courses. Mario Kart's DLC Wave 2 is on the way. It's coming out, time of release, tomorrow, August 4th. It is going to include two cups, just like the last, last pass. It is going to include a turnip cup that has Tour New York Minute, which is a stage from Mario Kart Tour. Mario Circuit 3 from the SNES Calamari Desert from Mario Kart 64, Waluigi Pinball from Mario Kart DS, and then in the Propeller Cup, we're going to get Sydney Sprint from Mario Kart Tour, Snowland from the GBA Mario Kart game, Mushroom Gorge from Mario Kart Wii, and then a new stage called Sky High Sunday. So this will also be coming to Mario Kart Tour later. So it's not 100% original, but this will be its debut. I think all of these courses look pretty nice. It is still a downgrade from the base game, but I feel like this is an upgrade from the first wave, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I think uh, the new Sunday stage looks really pretty, and they like have a lot of... Uh, it's very inspired, you know? Um, yeah, it looks like a Fall Guys level. It really does. That's a good point. <laughs> um, and I think, like, Waluigi Pinball looks pretty nice. Mushroom Gorge doesn't look, like, enormously upgraded from the Wii version, but I have a lot of nostalgia for that. Uh, and I'm really excited for the Sydney and the New York ones, because that was, like, my favorite part of the first DLC was, like, those really weird non-linear stages. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't think, like, the real locations are the most interesting thing in the world. 
Uh, and also, I already paid for it, so I get it, download it for free. Well, included, I should say. Woo! I'm excited. I'll probably have impressions next week. Nice. Yeah, I like the sort of real-world ones from Tor. And uh, I think it's fun that they're being incorporated in this way. And I'm excited for Mushroom Gorge because of nostalgia purposes. But I have not bought I have not bought these maps yet, just because I feel like I don't know if I really want to commit, you know? Yeah. Commitment is hard. It is, but that's okay. Uh, maybe maybe I will. Maybe I will. Who knows? As a woman, <gasps> um, I have so few choices in this world. Oh. In this country, I should say. Okay. But I can be a woman. In GTA 6. According to Rockstar. Woo. They said, they said, you know what? These games have always been... Uh, let me correct myself. You can be a woman in GTA 5, but it's only in multiplayer. That doesn't uh, count. Or online, I should That's say. That's custom characters. That doesn't count. Yeah, but GTA 6 will reportedly feature a female protagonist. Um, and Rockstar assures us... We have, uh, they have adopted a more progressive uh, culture at their, um, at their uh, studio. Studio. I'm trying to think of another word for studio, but I guess that's the best word. Their, um, their house? Their home, yes. <laughs> um, reportedly, uh, it'll be sort of like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. Ooh. Um, yeah, so, you know, you'll be two bank robbers. Uh, one of them is a woman. Um, but, you know, who really knows what's going to happen? Because uh, it's about, we're about two years out. Probably more. Yeah. Um, but, who knows? Are you excited? Um, I guess so. I don't know. I didn't. I actually, you know, what's funny is like I played Grand Theft Auto Five. I played the uh, story mode, and it's fun. I mean, it's 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 fun. It's like you kind of have to. Susp I mean, they're not really. You don't really like anybody. You know what I mean? They're all kind of like bad people. So, um, we'll see. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm gonna. I I don't know. I really don't have any strong desire to be like I want to play Grand Theft Auto Six so bad. You know, uh, but. So what I gather I mean, from your sentence, I guess I'm excited. I guess I'm excited for all the girlies, and and everybody else out there who doesn't want to play as a man, in uh, GTA Six. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good. It's a good thing. I think the more important thing is like, the, the journalistic uh, investigation that happened that revealed that the work culture has genuinely been fixed. Like, from all of the extensive reports that came out in the past week. It really does seem like people are working like reasonable work weeks. Nobody's working crazy crunch hours. And that's part of the reason this game is taking as long as it is. And the reason we haven't seen the game yet is because they don't want to crunch their employees. And considering Rockstar was arguably, arguably the most infamous uh, user of crunch culture in the video game industry, in the video game space, I think it's really great and exciting for these employees and for the industry as a whole that that is a thing of the past and hopefully you know naughty dog and other similar studios are close behind on this what about well-behaved cat what about that studio <laughs> sorry am i supposed to laugh with you i thought it was really funny <laughs> You know what isn't funny, Kelly? Besides you? Yes. No, you're funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're funny. Kelly? Kelly? Yes? Okay, you're back. I thought you left. I was debating. Leaving the show or leaving for the like the, the duration of this episode, so I had to awkwardly yes. just like leave silences for you to talk, even though you weren't there? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know what's not funny, Kelly? What's not funny? Facebook. So true. And, I'm always saying this. And Meta. Uh, I don't like Meta at all. 
I don't like Facebook at all. And I don't like that they own the Quest now. So Oculus Quest 2, or now called MetaQuest 2, has been on the market for a good while now, well over a year. They were pretty well known for having a very reasonable price, starting at just $2.99. It was such a great entry point that really couldn't be matched. And starting yesterday at time of recording, August 1st, Meta increased the price of the MetaQuest 2 by $100. They will not be increasing the storage. They're not adding any additional features. For a limited time, they'll include a free copy of Beat Saber, which costs a lot less than $100. I am really upset about this news. I have one. So just to be clear, it's not because I, like have to pay more money i have it it's set they can't come and ask for a hundred dollars more now well they probably could that seems like something they would be allowed to do <laughs> but this is just absurd if you're not adding any value to your product do you really get to increase the price is that allowed i know it's allowed but like that's terrible i feel like they just had a price that was really really low so they could not just gain a foothold but like gain a complete chokehold on the VR industry. And after they achieved that, they're like, okay, no competition, let's raise the price. That's really what this feels like to me. Because if you go to a store right now, what VR headsets do they have? Just the MetaQuest. That is it. You cannot buy other VR headsets at stores anymore. There are still certain VR headsets being made, like the Valve Index and like soon the PlayStation VR 2. But when you go to most major retailers, all they have is the Quest 2. And it just feels... I just hate this. I hate this a lot. Am I alone in that? No. No. I think it's like... It's, it's absurd. Because it's kind of like... This type of thing doesn't really happen in other, like a console doesn't really go up in price. And I feel like they want us to treat these like consoles with the with how much money they actually cost. But the reality is, is that this would never happen with like an Xbox. You wouldn't be like, oh, Xbox used to be 400. Uh, it's 500 now. And if it was, people would be like, would be really mad about it. Like people would be very upset um because it's sort of like well is the demand for them i mean is the supply for them that low right probably not but the demand for them is probably pretty high because they're less expensive than other like headsets so they're really just doing this because they know more people want them it's it's just i don't know it's i don't know it's just who wants to pay like who wants to pay like $400 or whatever for a VR headset? When it was 300 a couple days ago. Yeah, it's like come on, dude. There it's already it's already a risky investment cuz it's like first of all, you don't really know how many hours you're going to be committing to the VR. You don't really know if you're able to do that because a lot of people they put on the headset and it and it gives them headaches, you know, and it like it's too much to be wearing for more than like 40 minutes. At least that's been my experience. So I don't know. You really have to be willing to invest and it's just not, I don't know. It's just not accessible. To use your console analogy too, like PlayStation and Xbox did raise their prices last generation and they did so with a major upgrade. You know, when they wanted to make more money, they said, okay, let's put more in this. Let's make it a PS4 Pro that can now output at 4K. Let's make an Xbox One X that can output at 4K. And I presume right. something similar is probably going to happen with the PlayStation 5 and Series X in, like, the next couple of years. We're going to see a PS5 Pro and an Xbox Series X plus. 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 Well, I don't you know. You could they... make the argument that those are different consoles altogether. They have different capabilities. They're stronger. And their prices being different, therefore, makes sense. And you still have the option to buy a regular PS4 for, like, I mean, now you could probably buy for, like, 100 bucks, But it's, like... You still had the option to do the regular or the slim. Yeah, but now but... they've just taken away that base option. They've made the base yeah. option $100 less accessible, which is an enormous amount of money, you know? 
That is literally yeah. like a 33% increase over its original base price. That's incredibly stupid. Yeah. They don't know how to do anything over there. No, they're just rolling in their data money. Yeah. You you want to hear some more unfortunate news? For, for Is that just the rest next? of the show? Okay. <laughs> I just glancing ahead and then I realized I, we did not have a fun one. Uh, There's a little fun. There's some, some fun. Yeah, some good stuff. Uh, Mario Kart was fun. Uh, but a bad thing, um, the Star Wars <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic remake that I was so excited about um, has been sort of put on hold indefinitely forever. Uh, so this has happened after two really important directors uh, were fired <laughs> at Asper Media. Um, it's Aspire. Aspire? We've read Asper? it really, really stupid every time, and I heard somebody read it correctly recently, and I was like, oh. Well, they're not really aspiring to do anything if they can't <laughs> seem to make a remake of a 20-year-old game. Um, but unfortunately, uh, leadership was like, hey, this game really isn't where it's supposed to be. And then the design director and the art director were fired. Um no reasons given. Uh, and it looks like this game is just not happening. Um, some people say maybe 2025, which is absurd. It's a remake. Uh, that's three years from now, just so everybody knows, has a good time frame. In three years, I will be um, perhaps a skeleton than the ground, or <laughs> I will be 29 years old, uh, or 29,000 years old. Uh just to keep you on your toes. I, yeah, this is kind of a bummer. It's um, so peculiar to see something get delayed indefinitely that didn't have a release date and we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I think it's strange to... Some people were saying that it's just like they spent too much money um, and it's just not sustainable for the studio anymore. But that's not necess- I don't think that's necessarily like a verifiable fact. But... I don't know. It's just one of those um, things that. Sorry, I had to pause for a second because I was I scrolled down and it said more from Kotaku. And I was like, oh, what are more stories? And the first one I have is uh, the seven best BDSM sex games to play, learn and experiment with kink. Why'd you pause? I'm, that's that's staying in. I was very much thrown off. I don't think that story is related at all to this one, but no, I don't think that that's related to the KOTOR remake, but <laughs> I think our audience would be very interested to hear that. Perhaps you're right. Um, but yeah, this is unfortunate. I feel like it's not the most, I think you can get the original game on switch, but I'm not sure, but it's not the most like accessible game these days. And people who haven't played it probably don't care that much about it. Um, I mean, I don't, yeah, so it's like a remake, <laughs> Sorry. a remake which maybe would have inspired interest is now probably not going to happen, so. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, if you don't see anything for months and it's announced in, like, May or whatever and it's... How about you this? You really don't see anything, it's kind of like, uh... Do you want to know when it was announced? Because I did not process just how long ago it was until I read it. When? A year ago. It's already been a year. That was September 9th. And I was like, no, that was announced like a couple months ago. And then I read September and I was like, yeah, a couple months ago. And then I'm like, it's August. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's rough. Another game is troubled in its development. Lord of the Rings Gollum. The game that was less than two months out less than two months, it was hardly a month away, had a tweet go out saying, in order to deliver the best possible experience, we have decided to push the release of Lord of the Rings Gollum TM by a few months. We will update you with exact timing in the near future. This is very concerning because if a game is a couple weeks away and you delay it without giving a new window, 
that might be indicative of the game not being in the best state. Yeah. Are you okay? I know you were really, 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 really excited for this game. Are you okay? I'm actually really broken up about this. Kelly, I'm so this sorry. This is the saddest I've ever been about a game delay. Um, when I saw the footage a few weeks ago, I said, wow, this looks like an incredible game. There's no way they could ever delay this. No. It seemed then, so finished and wonderful. <laughs> the camera was very fluid and smooth. Um, the environments looked really great and pleasing to the eye. How could they delay it? I don't understand. I'm sorry, Kelly. It's okay. Are you okay? Yeah. Do you need to stop? I mean, no. Oh, do you need to stop? I think I can I think I can power through. What is there something coming up that's maybe the next story is really exciting and cool that's going to help you power through? Wouldn't you know it? Our next story is actually about another delay. Gasp. <laughs> um Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which was supposed to be well, is a first person open world adventure from Ubisoft. Um, has been delayed to April 2023 at the earliest. Um, but Ubisoft was kind of like, uh, or 2024. <laughs> but it starts, the financial year starts in April 2023. So they said at the earliest, which means that it's probably not going to come out to like 2024. I cannot um, believe This game that. was announced in 2017 and revealed last year. Uh, it's been developed by Massive, uh, who made The Division, another Ubisoft classic. Um, but yeah, it just looks a bit, it looks a bit dire over there. Um, Ubisoft said, we really want to make a really immersive experience with next gen. So, uh, <laughs> I feel like this Gollum and KOTOR. It's just weird to see delays to games that we haven't seen. I know we saw Gollum, but did we really see Gollum? <laughs> I just, it's so strange. This week is just packed full of delays to things that we hardly even knew about. And yeah. it's like, why did they have Windows in the first place then? You know? Right, right. Well, it's interesting. In an update I see here, uh, Ubisoft CEO Eve's Guillemot uh, said that the game has been delayed because it's really hard right now in the industry because so many people are working from home and it's really been difficult. That's the biggest impact. That's the reason that a game that they announced in 2017 is being delayed. To 2024. Like yeah. I don't buy it at all. I don't buy that as reason. I'm sorry. I get it. Like, I understand. Yeah, people are working from home, but it's like you can't just... It's like such a convenient excuse for game publishers now to be like, oh, uh, everybody was working from home, so we had to delay it five years. <sighs> I don't know what happened. It's like, come on, dude. I get it. It's probably made things a little bit slower, but it's also like... Well, why is there this expectation that people just like can't work from home? You know what I mean? Yeah, especially it's like when it's other been game years. developers seem to be doing just fine. It's been years. If they haven't sorted this workflow out, that sounds like it's very much on them. Yeah, it definitely sounds like some internal things, but it's Ubisoft, so it's really not surprising. Yeah, especially not surprising because it's not the only thing that got delayed. Another yeah. game that we have not seen called Assassin's Creed Rift the next entry in the Assassin's Creed series has been pushed back. Reportedly, it had a planned release window of February, and that has now been pushed back to a vague spring. This doesn't mean a lot to me, partially, no, almost completely, because I we have not seen it. We haven't even seen a teaser for this one. We just know it exists because, like, it's open secrets, you know? The industry is able to figure this stuff out real easy. The thing about this is that that now pushes it out of this financial year, which means Ubisoft is just doing nothing this financial year. 
they just pushed Assassin's Creed and their Avatar game out. And, like, I'm excited for Mario and Rabbids. I don't think that's going to hold up an entire financial year. Right. It's just, a, just... It's such a weird state. This is literally, like, an extension of that last story where it's just constant, like, delays of things we don't even know about. Yeah, and I just think it's interesting. It's, like, Ubisoft really, I mean, they don't... I don't think Valhalla was a bad game, but it's, like, when was the last time that anybody was, like, Yeah! Assassin's Creed! Like, probably not since 3. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a franchise that doesn't hold a lot of weight anymore because people don't like it as much as they used to. And it's it's getting... Ubisoft, I think, is just not a very good publisher. I feel like they just start tripping over themselves all the time. with, And it's like, you know, yeah, maybe Skull and Bones will save them. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say no on that one. I don't know, and it's the same thing. It's this whole like, oh well, nobody can come to the office, so it's really hard to work on games from home. It's like, <laughs> is it though? You have a computer and you have email. If we've all been able to work from home pretty successfully, it's like, what seems to be the issue here? Where it's like, I understand that game development is a whole different animal, and it does take longer when you're not, you know maybe in a space where you have the technology, but it's, I don't know. It's getting to a point where it's become, it's sounding more like an excuse rather than a reason. Yeah. Um, but you will be happy to know that Dragon Ball, the breakers, <laughs> uh, will be coming out this October, October 14th. And you know who's going to be in it is Frieza. Um, you know me, big Dragon Ball fan. I know all the characters. I know Goku and Piccolo and and Bulma. And uh, None of them will be here. <laughs> Wait, isn't Goku here? No, because the, the, whole, the, the whole concept. No, that's just another guy in orange. Surely that's Goku. No, because the whole concept of this game is you're playing as like nobodies. Okay. Here, it's Dead here's by Daylight. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to open the trailer and go to the 16-second mark and tell me that's not Goku behind this guy. Oh, that's Goku behind this guy. Come on. Okay, I, I didn't said, see that. surely that's Goku. Well, I thought you were talking about the guy that he's behind. No, no, no. And Bulma's here, too. Where's Bulma? She's at the 53-second mark. Is that Bulma with the blue hair? Surely that must be Bulma. I think... I don't know. I don't know Dragon Ball well enough. But I do know that the concept of this game is functionally like a Dead by Daylight <laughs> asymmetric multiplayer game where it's three villains versus, I think, seven uh, survivors. It seems really interesting. I'm surprised. I, I kind of was under the impression this game might be free. And I think it might have benefited from being free. But, hey... What do I know? Maybe it'll come to Game Pass and I can give it a try. But it does have a closed network test coming very soon. That starts August 5th. So if it's something you're interested in, get on that immediately before you miss your opportunities. I think it's cool. I think taking well-known IPs and using them on not like just action games is really interesting. And Dead by Daylight is like a format that has not been copied too much. Besides a couple, like, horror game, not rip-offs, but, like, inspired games, like Friday the 13th and the upcoming Texas Chainsaw game. Yeah. I do... I think part of what makes Dead by Daylight so successful is it has a really, it has a really, really strong community support. Uh, it has a really, really strong player base uh, that are, like it's very frequently updated they have events things like that so i just i just wonder with games like these if the sort of um if it would be as successful without that component but i i mean we'll see maybe it will have that component i mean the would license could help there were, like dragon ball events yeah like goku's birthday <gasps> goku's birthday i love goku's birthday guess guess what day it is august 12th well, I'll tell you it's April 18th. Oh, did you have to Google that? No, I knew it. Uh-huh. Oh, no, maybe April 16th. 
Well, it sounds like you don't know anything. Well, it's a bit tricky, isn't it? Because there's a lot of different things going on in the Dragon Ball canon. Well, do you want to hear something that is a fact? Yes. Platinum Games has hired Nintendo veteran of 27 years, Takao Yamane. Yamane has worked all across Nintendo, several different branches, several different positions, all high up, all executive leaning. And now he is the vice president of Platinum Games. They say that this is going to signal, and I quote, significant change in their company. This is very exciting to me because I feel like in the past year or so, we have read some very foolish things about Platinum Games and their understanding of where video games were going. Very live surfacey, very uh, multiplayer heavy, very uh, bad. And I think Babylon's Fall might have been like a machine gun volley to the leg. Not just a uh, not just a shot in the foot. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot. They accidentally pressed a shotgun to their leg, and now they don't have that leg anymore. Yes. So they need Yamane to come in from Nintendo after 27 years with them to help them up on their feet again. Foot again. Foot. <laughs> 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 and I, I have high hopes because, like, Bayonetta 3 looks incredible. They still know how to make single-player games. If they are managed smartly, if they go for the projects that are going to make their fans happy, this is Platinum can absolutely go back to being like one of the number one third-party public or developers that exist in the industry. I really hope that this is. Uh, I hope that Bayonetta three is the beginning of a of an extremely bright future for Platinum. Of a renaissance, would you say? A renaissance, yeah, Much because like the, Be- the Beyonce album that just came out. Well, like that, I was gonna say it's gonna be a little more like Platinum's other renaissance, but oh, because that might be a little more similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, you might be right. You might be right about that. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, because uh, they did have a renaissance with like when they went straight from basically like Vanquish and Bayonetta. And Metal Gear Rising Revengeance onto Bayonetta 2, onto Nier Automata. They know how to do things. Like, they could definitely have another renaissance if they pick the right properties and pick the right publishers. Or publish their own games that they're really passionate about. Right. No more Babylon's failures. <laughs> Babylon's failure. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, have you ever played a game called Minecraft, yes. Andrew? Have you ever purchased an NFT? No. Okay, well, you're in luck because Minecraft developer Mojang Studios has said we are never, ever having NFTs or blockchain as part of our games um, because of the unethical and... uh. Uh, fiscal toll that NFTs and blockchain have on people. Um, They said that they never, ever, ever want to create a community where some people are allowed to have things and some people are not based on, you know, how rich you are or whatever. Uh, They want everybody to have access to the same content and they believe that NFTs can create models of scarcity and exclusion that conflict with our guidelines in the spirit of Minecraft. Wow, I thought really? this was pretty uh, fun, uh, great <laughs> news, uh, good stuff all around. Uh, I think it's funny that a game that was created by um, a person. A human NFT. Yeah, a person who sort of encap- encapsulates uh, a lot of bad um, is now taking a stand for good because he's not, you know, he's not involved anymore, but. I just thought that was kind of funny, kind of a little bit of irony, you know, because I bet if he were still in the big guy in charge, he would be, uh, you know. Sticking them NFTs in there. Yeah, among other things. But uh, anyway, so this is great. We haven't really had any, like, NFT news for a while, uh, which has been kind of (laughs) nice. But uh, if this was the only NFT news, I think it'd be still nice. 
But um, we also have some other NFT news out of Square Enix, who has announced a very exciting line of NFTs. Um, they are based on action figures. So, okay, mm-hmm. Kelly, 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 <laughs> Kelly. Yes. If somebody came up to you, they're on the street, they come up to you, okay? This is already unrealistic because I don't go outside, but okay. Okay, going. they come up to you on the street. They say, hey, Kelly, in my hands, I have two things. In one hand, I have a beautiful, high-quality, perfect-condition Garrus Vicarian figure. Extremely detailed, very cool-looking. In my other hand is a flash drive. On that flash drive is a picture of this figure. The figure is $100. The picture of the figure is $500. (laughs) And they're like, well, you're the only one that has this picture. Which do you pick, Kelly? This is a really tough question. It's really hard to know what would create better value for me. Maybe the figure that you could then go take your own (laughs) pictures of? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, (sighs) It's just, it's so funny to me because it's like, it's always been a scam. It always will be a scam. And if this isn't the clearest in- indicator of how scam-like it is, then I don't know what I don't know what will shine the light for people. It's literally more money to get the NFT. I don't understand the NFT market. I'm glad that the NFT market is dying faster than platinum games bleeding out of their leg they shot off. <laughs> Like, this is, it's obnoxious. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense. I just think that this is the dumbest thing I've heard in a while. Because it's cool. The figure they're making is really cool. It's like a classic design cloud based on the original game. And that's really cool. And I really want the figure. And it's probably going to be 100 bucks. Why would I pay $160 for a picture of it? I'm looking at a picture of it. There's a picture of it right here, Kelly. I'm looking at it. This article cost me zero dollars and zero cents to access. <laughs> yeah, but if you buy it, if you buy it, you're the only person in the whole world who can look at that picture. Oh wait, that's not true. I'm looking at it. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And I feel like this could be a real turning point moment because like I said, if you can't see in a situation like this the stupidity and the scam of it all, then I think you're a lost cause. Honestly, I do. This Sorry. is like the most extreme version because it is literally a pis- a picture of a physical thing you can buy easily. And the physical thing costs less. And you can hold yeah. it. You could you could poke it. You can poke Cloud in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm a done. bit silly billy. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. If you are pro NFT, I'm sorry for making you mad every week. Well, that's a lie. We haven't talked about NFTs in like a, a month and a half or two months, and it's been and awesome. And I'm not sorry at all. You're right. I don't feel bad. I don't bad. feel bad. You should feel bad about being pro-NFT because it's embarrassing. How does it feel to be dumb? Uh. Uh. Anyway, what should we talk about, Meow? <gasps> well, it's funny that you should say that because I have a visitor who is suddenly very restless. And her paws are dangerously close to the power button on the power strip that is powering my computer. <laughs> this is a dangerous show we're recording. Um, speaking of kitty cats and the evil that they 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 ring. Um, Stray, a little game about a little cat that came out not too long ago, um, is already Annapurna's biggest launch ever. Uh, I don't think this is surprising. Um, A lot of people have been hyped about this game. I think 
Annapurna's a little bit surprised. Maybe they weren't expecting this level of um, hype over a game where you play as a little kitty cat. But let's be honest, it's much more than that. I think it's just the real surprise is that this game has been known to us for years now, literally years. And I feel like the general populace didn't know it existed until like a month ago. But then when they saw it, they're all like, yep, we're in. Yeah. Everybody in sync. Did you, uh, by chance, play this game, Kelly? I did. I played it. I never finished. I'm more than halfway through. Um, it made me very emotional. Are you okay? It's just sad because, you know, when you have the life of this precious little kitty cat in your hands and something happens, it really makes you feel guilty. There's like a little, when the cat is um, overwhelmed, he he makes this little like, ow, noise and he falls <laughs> on his belly and it's like, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. And it's really, really upsetting. But I, I, you know, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed what I did play. I just have to finish it still. But I'm more than halfway through, so I'm almost done. I can feel it. I can feel it. And I love the little robot people. Um, to me, I loved them when we first saw this game. Like when we first saw the first trailer and the cat like rub- rubs against the robot's leg and their little like face changes i was like this is all i need anymore (laughs) they're very cute designed yeah but it is i mean the game itself is quite dark objectively Um, speaking yeah i mean even like yeah like thematically and like lighting wise yeah the light is literally (laughs) there's literally low light um but yeah it's quite dark and a little bit a lot spookier than i was sort of expecting um i guess the world is can be very scary for a little kitty cat but there were parts of it that i was like is this like resident evil like what's going on here (laughs) um which is kind of cool i mean i don't know i feel like it is very cute but it is wrapped in a package that is uh quite heavy so yeah i was a huge fan um I actually have a, some very interesting thoughts, but real quick, before I do that, we have a very exciting quick word from our co-sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Sentry, a new esports organization from Pittsburgh. Their team runs tournaments for Smash and other video games. Find them on twitch.t... Uh, what? What? <laughs> Am I forbidden from continuing the ad read? Do you think, wow. do you think Sentry's going to ban me? Perhaps. But anyway, if if they don't ban me, if this episode is not deleted from the ether after they hear this, find them on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash PGH Century, P-G-H-S-E-N-T-R-Y, or go to their website, smackcentury.gg, that is S-M-A-K century.gg, to find more info about attending or viewing their content. Thanks, guys. I played Stray 2. Okay. Should I stop? Is that are you No, I was I was making a, a noise of excitement. Oh, you sounded frustrated like you hated me. No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, I played it on my PS five. I liked it a great deal. I have a lot of thoughts. Um if you're interested in hearing my thoughts, I have a little plug. <gasps> my YouTube channel, Andrew is playing has a second video now. This is my analysis channel, so I talk about my thoughts about the game in general, and if I recommend it to you as a viewer, as the player. I am very proud of the work I did. I think it turned out very well. It was exciting to play the game, and even more exciting to be able to cover it online in this video that I put a lot of work into. And... If you follow my socials, you've already seen the video. If you don't, should just be able to go over to YouTube, look up Andrew is playing Stray, and it should pop right up. 
Um, and if you want to follow my socials, at Andrew is a fanboy on Twitter. That has all the links to everything I ever create. But I love the game. That's the short of it. So if you're just looking to play it and you don't care about the specifics, I love it. I think it's really cool that it's included in PlayStation Plus's new service, so I didn't have to pay to play it. That was very convenient. It was very nice to not have to pay extra money. Uh, Big fan. I was a big fan. Big fan. Meow. 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 It's like the noise that cats make when they're mad at each other. They go like, Sorry, we're like, what? My cat just looked at me. What noise do they make? They're like, they're like, Wait, one more time. I can't. She's getting mad at me. Oh, no. Should I hurry up and talk about other video games to calm her down? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I played a lot of games this week outside of Stray, so I'm not going to dwell too much on anything, but I do want to share my thoughts. I tried the original PlayStation 2 game, Devil May Cry. I was very surprised. I have played quite a few Devil May Cry games. I played... Devil May Cry 4 and 5. I played DMC Devil May Cry, the really edgy remake from Ninja Theory. Um, I don't hate that game as much as most people. I think it's quite good. Just flawed in its execution in some ways. Uh, so I decided it was time before Bayonetta 3 came out to revisit some old, old action games. And I think Bayonetta, or, uh, Devil May Cry 1, 2, and 3 specifically are very important to the DNA of the Bayonetta series. So I decided to try the original trilogy, skipping 2, because everybody on the internet says that 2 is just terrible and not even worth trying. And I'm going to just trust them on this, because I only have so much time on this earth. Played some Devil May Cry 1. Uh, it was a very early PS2 game. And wow, it felt like a PlayStation 1 game. It was very peculiar. The combat was quite stilted. The motion was quite stilted. The camera was quite stilted. Uh, The performances were quite... Hmm, what's the word? I'd say stilted. (laughs) The character designs were great. Uh, I think there's a lot of exciting DNA here. And it was very evident to me what this led to, but I decided I couldn't play anymore because it was too old and not fun to play without nostalgia. So I just went ahead and skipped to Devil May Cry 3. I've made a lot of headway into this game, and oh boy, if you're interested in entering this series, this is the way to do it. It is a lot more fast-paced, a lot more polished. The combat feels extremely responsive and like you're doing things very deliberately, and the combos are very fun. The enemy designs are incredible. Graphically, huge leap thematically extremely fun to watch it is high octane the characters are very well written in the corniest way there's a lot of pizza in this game which oh my goodness so great a lot of za a lot of za huge fan of this game i will come back to you with some more full impressions once i have finished it but just at the very start huge huge fan really happy i'm playing this one finally Another collection I was playing was the Portal Companion Collection on Switch. I got this mostly for the multiplayer of Portal 2. Me and my partner played a little bit, haven't had much of a chance to dive in, but in in a moment of quiet a couple weeks ago, I decided to try Portal 1 again. And that game only takes like an hour and a half to beat if you have like a comprehension of the Portal mechanic. So I just, I just sat down and finished it in one sitting. Just got through Portal 1, enjoyed it, thought it was pretty good, very slow. The movement is extremely slow and doesn't feel very good now. But the puzzles are still very well designed, and the writing is very, very sharp and fun. Portal 2 is a gargantuan leap above 1. 1 is a good game. Portal 2 is basically as close to perfect as a game can get. It is impeccable. The puzzle design is profoundly good. The gameplay has been polished, so it all feels much more natural. You're rarely doing crazy motions that you're not expecting. They have designed it to do exactly what it feels like it should do. I have no idea how they pulled that off. 
The writing is genuinely hysterical. The performances from GLaDOS and Wheatley are hilarious. There are some actors. Stephen Merchant's in this game. J.K. Simmons is in this game. They are just utterly hysterical. Mostly, I think they're incredibly, like, incredibly talented actors. But I think it's down to the writing. This game is written so, so well. The portal mechanic is just polished to a disturbing sheen. There are a lot of interesting mechanics with new gels that allow you to go fast, bounce high, put portals in new places. There's light tunnels, light bridges, all these interesting mechanics. And Portal 2 is just still, 11 years later, one of the best video games ever made. And you owe it to yourself to play it. I think Portal 1 is very skippable, but Portal 2 is so good, I think it's worth that hour and a half entry point. Would it make you feel better if I told you that Portal 1 is like based off a Flash game? Oh, yeah. Wasn't it a... I thought it was a mod of Half-Life. Yeah. Okay. But it was like a, it was like a Flash game as well. Um, and they kind of like... Married the two to make Portal. It used to come in the orange box. Orange box. Yeah. And because it has yeah, similar w- DNA to like CS:GO, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I would agree with you that Portal Two is like, honestly, in my opinion, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I agree. Not completely. Not a bad moment in that game. Not a not a not a not a slow moment. Well, slow moment, but not in terms of like fun. Slow in terms of like you take a second to take a breath. Um, <laughs> Really great game. Did I you don't... play anything else? Yeah, I did. Wanna, do you want to talk more about Portal? No, I don't really have much more to say about Portal. This collection's only 20 bucks on Switch. That's all I have to say, is if you're even a little interested and you have a Switch, by goodness, go get it. I really hope that this game comes to other platforms. I think it's kind of crazy that this collection only came to Switch. Like, you can't play it on PlayStation platforms past PlayStation 3. And... You can play it with backwards compatibility on Xbox, but I really think that they should release this collection on PS5, PS4, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. It needs to be accessible to everybody. Uh, but if you have a Switch, $20, get it. This, the co-op campaign is also incredible, but I have not played it in full, so I will come back to that and let you know my more mo- let, let you know more impressions soon. Another game I started and have made a lot of headway on is The Quarry. I'm not going to say a ton, because realistically, you have listened to the show many times, and you listened to the episode where Kelly reviewed it. Uh, I think she was right on the money. I think it is a fun time. It is corny. It is well acted. Sometimes the mocap can be a little freaky, (laughs) with their mouths and eyes and teeth do things you don't expect. But hey... It's kind of what comes... It comes with the territory. Uh, I really have enjoyed it so far. I'm playing it with my partner, just like Kelly did. I really, really like that. Did you also play it where you basically were like, okay, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to try to contribute. Let's just make whatever decisions we make and see what happens. Yeah, well, kind of. It would... There would be certain situations where I would be like, you need to do this or this character is definitely going to die. And then he would do it and then the character would die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we learned to stop taking my advice uh, not too not too long into the playthrough. but That's so funny. I haven't yeah, we, lost we anybody kinda yet. Tried to, yeah, we kind of tried to be like, you know what, let's just do our own thing. And if we really feel like, I mean, me and him kind of agree on a lot of stuff all the, often. Uh, but there were a few things where I was like, do this but that's kind of the fun of it is like you get to see different things because i also played with my sister and we did different things and it was just it's fun to see the different outcomes uh i was in an early scene i was playing as the character emma exploring a small store and uh we passed some fireworks and i said "Ooh, fireworks and the options were leave it or, or take it. And this was shortly after a counselor told us, do not make noise, be quiet, okay? I, in my video gamey brain, go, oh, 
that's a weapon. I'm going to take that so I can shoot it at an enemy later. <laughs> I pick it up. And again, my partner and I are like very good about letting the other just make whatever decisions we feel like. That way we get an interesting outcome based on whatever we're feeling instead of just like hyper focusing on the best possible outcome. Because we could just look up a video, like a guide at that point. Uh, I pick up the fireworks. My partner's like, why did you do that? And I'm like, well, I'm just thinking I'm going to use them as like a projectile later. And, and they were like, I don't know. I don't know. I have a feeling that that's going to be a bad decision you've just made. And I was like, no, 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 no. They're not going to use I if When it gives me the option, I just won't light the fireworks. Next scene, the characters lit the fireworks without asking me, creating an enormous noise. And I just looked at my partner with big puppy dog eyes and said, I am very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun game to experience. We're over halfway through now. Haven't lost anybody. We had a very close call. When we played yesterday, like we were both very tense and I don't know how close it actually was. It's very possible that we were nowhere near losing them, but it felt like they were like that. We were about to lose that character for sure, but she survived. Thank goodness. Last game I played of the week was a uh, fall guys. This is the 2020 hit from well now from Epic games. They uh now own it not devolver anymore this game is funny <laughs> i don't know what so like i played a little bit solo and i said okay i don't really want to play this anymore and then i i was with a friend and he wanted to play so we played some together and i was like this is why i liked fall guys i think playing with somebody where you can just like shut off and be like this is stupid we're having fun that's the way to play fall guys when you're playing it alone I think it becomes very frustrating and annoying, but when you're playing with a, a specifically with a second person, it becomes a lot more fun, a lot less stressful and a lot goofier. So if you have another person to play this with, not even in duos necessarily, because when I was playing with one friend, it was sitting on the couch and we were just passing back and forth doing attempts. Uh, I think that's the best way to play it. And I won a game. <gasps> I job. won a game on the third round. There is, oh. there's one, because it's normally five rounds, and it, like, gradually will knock people out down to, like, the la then it'll get, like, the last ten or so, sometimes a few less, and then it'll do a last game. But on the third round, the mini game was, like, you're standing on a big rectangular platform, and other platforms are coming at you, and you have to dodge them. And it's just a time. It's not, like, oh, ten people get knocked out, the game's over. It's just, like, everybody has to survive for a minute and a half. However many people survive, survive. How many other people go out, go out. You know, you could get down to like nobody could get knocked out or everybody could get knocked out, which is exactly what happened. I There were literally 32 people and 31 people got knocked out and I was just standing there. And the game like definitely got confused for a second. Like because there was like this really long gap before it said you won because it just said qualified. And then I was like, huh. What am I going to do now? Like, I have no competitors. And then it, like, paused, 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 and then it was like, winner. And I was like, I didn't know that was an option. I legitimately <laughs> didn't know that could happen. Yeah. So I was very thrilled. But that was the only win I got. I did yeah, not get I've any only, more dubs. I was going to say, I've, I've only won once as well. And I, I won in the fourth round, I think. It was the one where you're, like, on, there's, like, hexagon platforms. <gasps> and you have to, like, jump, jump, and jump because they all start. To, I like, like that one a lot. Too long. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I got this. I got this. And all of a sudden, before I knew it, I was the only I was the only one left standing. And I said, that's the I. best way to win. It's just like you're just living your life and don't worry about other people. Yeah, exactly. It's a good life lesson as well. The new hexagon like version is hexa ring. So it's like the same idea, but it's on a spinning platform. I cannot play that one. I've played it several times and I just fall off instantly because my brain can't fathom the falling, like the way it spins. Yeah. And I feel so dumb when I play it because I used to be the best. <laughs> if I had Hexagon at the end, I was like, I win. And I was winning like crazy on PS4. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I am one of the very fortunate few ha who have the infallible trophy, which is winning five consecutive games, oh, which wow. is like, there's a lot of luck in Fall Guys. Winning five games in a row is nearly impossible 
So here's what, can you check up? Let me look up steam statistics. Uh, how do I look that up? Kelly, you're smart. Infallible. Here, let me look it up. Achievement fall guys. Oh, it's not on steam. Yes, it is. Oh, it's on Epic game store. Well, how am I supposed to look up how many people have it? I don't know. I don't know. Don't yell at me. I'm not yelling at you. I just wish I knew. True Achievements says that. Well, that's not fair. This is an, a website for people tracking their achievements. So, of course, it's going to be higher. So, oh, well. This says that three people have it. So, I don't think that's accurate. anyway it's the rarest achievement by a notable margin and i am fortunate to have it but because i'm now playing it on ps5 because it's free and i downloaded the latest version um i don't have that trophy anymore but trust me trust me i have it please believe me please believe believe me i believe you okay audience please please audience please 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 believe me (laughs) Anyway, this was a very bulky episode. Yeah, my uh, throat hurts from all that talking. Games with Kelly and Andrew? Yeah, exactly. I am glad that we were able to reconvene finally. I'm looking forward to talking next week about whatever that Pokemon Presents contained. Hopefully uh, Pokemon Channel 2. Hopefully. That's what you said, right? Uh. I think I said remake, but yeah, I mean, two would be, no, you're right. I said two. I said two. Which would be better remake or two? Honestly, I feel like a remake would be better just cause nostalgia. Yeah. All right. So we're looking for that Pokemon channel remake and then they're going to announce that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is actually free for people with podcasts that happen to have the acronym TGKA. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm really excited that tools kill garrisoned. Oh wait, wait, no, 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 wait, no, no. no. You messed up. Uh, tools garrison killed armadas. Gets a free copy. I Me should. Too. We should probably like wrap this up because I think I'm going berserk. Like, what was that? <laughs> what did I just say? Berserk, like the like the manga. That's not a video. Well, there is a video game. This is our transition into our review of Berserk on the PlayStation 3. Released in 2012, Berserk is a game by... Uh, We gotta cut it. We gotta cut it. We gotta end the episode. Sorry, everybody. Berserk (laughs) is not a video game anymore. They have canceled it. Forget everything I said. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week, barring any unexpected poisoning caused by food. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.